0: So if you got your Bible, we're going to go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. You can go ahead and turn there and just kind of put your finger there, and we'll come back to that in just a second, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, how many of us uh, do we make purchases we don't really need? Oh, come on now. Yeah, right? We make purchases we don't really need. Do you ever have Amazon purchases that you forget about, and like a box shows up and you're like, what's this? Did I order something? You know, anybody, you do that? I mean, yeah, I go, yeah, I know, I understand, I get, and, 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 and that happens, right? That happens. I mean, we buy stuff like, if, if, you know, you buy stuff that you don't need, it, like inflatable yard ornaments, right? Okay? Like inflatable yard ornaments, whether it's for Halloween, whether it's for Easter, whether it's for Christmas, if you've got an inflatable Santa Claus on your house, honestly, do we really need that? I mean, is that what you said? What my house just really needs is an inflatable Santa Claus. I mean, that's just that's just really going to cap it off, right? And so we kind of get caught up in things that we don't really need. Uh, I went back at my Amazon uh, order list just just over the last probably six months. I've looked back at some of the things that I've purchased. I purchased, uh, I purchased uh, reusable toaster bags. Reusable toaster bags. Why? Well, I've I've not even used them. Actually, my son has used them, and so I've not even used them. At some point, I thought, you know what? I need those reusable toaster bags. For some reason, I thought that. I felt that I needed that. Or maybe uh, I had an upgraded, not just the regular one, but I had the upgraded Faraday bag for your key fob. And some of you are like, I don't even know what that sentence means. <laughs> what is an upgraded Faraday bag? It is basically for your key fob. Key fob, the little beep-beep in your pocket, you know, that unlocks your doors. Well, it is a bag for your key fob just to make sure that there's nobody out there who's being nefarious to try to intercept your RFID signal to uh, to get into your car. So I've, my family's safe. We're, we're, we're locked down. Okay, we got that. None of you guys are stealing our RFID signal because I thought ahead, right? I'm... I'm there, all right? I didn't. I didn't buy this, but uh, this is just something I saw. You know, it was uh, people. People said something that you really don't need to buy is is baby shoes. You know, I think about it, it's like why do babies need shoes? You know, where are they walking to? You know, if they get called, you put some socks on them. But why do they need actual shoes, right? And some of y'all are like, oh, you just you lost me there, Pastor. Baby needs a pair of uh, brand new Nikes. You know, uh, headlights. Um, headlight eyelashes. Why, right? Why? Well, they're fun. I get it. I get it. I understand. They're fun because your car is kind of blinking at you or winking at you, right? You know. But there are things that we buy that we absolutely just don't need. You know. And there's one. I'll show you the last one. The last one is my family made a purchase a few weeks ago, and this is our dog Pepper. Our dog Pepper. She. Now let me tell you. This is this was a little bit. She, she went as a lobster for Halloween, but why? Why does your dog need to be a lobster for Halloween? You know? And really, this is what we told ourselves. We're like, she peed on the floor, you know? So this is your punishment, Pepper. You gotta go as a lobster for Halloween, right? Because we're having to clean up this stuff. We do this, right? We do this, that we, we, we make purchases, we do things, uh, and it's, it's, why, why do we do this? It's because it's easy, right? It's so easy to sit there on your phone nowadays and hit that button with your finger. You don't need anything. You, 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 even, even if you didn't have a finger, you, could do, you know do it with your tongue. You know, you, it's so easy to do this now that you could order stuff like that. It's so easy that um, it's, it's scary easy. It's, it's convenient. It's easy and it's convenient, and that's why we do these things. And so this morning, I want us to talk about generosity because generosity is not always easy, and it is seldom convenient. Generosity is not always easy, and it's not always convenient, right? I mean, it's easy for us to spend money. It's easy for us to blow money on things that we don't need, right? You've been there, right? If you've had an Amazon box show up at your house, and you had to sit there and think, What's in this box, right? It's it's that easy because we forget about it. But when it comes to generosity, it's a little bit different because it takes it takes some work. It actually it actually takes us sometimes to say, mm, you know, do, do I want to do this? You know, well, yeah, I should do this. You know, and and so that's what we want to talk about this morning. We talked about being more gracious last week. This week we want to talk about being more generous. What does that look like, and what does God's word say about that for us? There is a myth uh, that, that we believe, and, and this, this I, I got caught up in this for a while, but um, there's a myth that we believe that when I have more, then I'll be more generous. It's a myth that we believe. It's the myth that when I get more, you know what? Oh, if I just had a little bit more, then I'll be more generous. If, if I just, you know, I'm almost there. I will be generous. God, if you'll just give me a little bit more, then I will be generous when I have more. But see, that's not really the case. Uh, if we don't engage in giving when we have a little, then we won't engage in giving if we have more. See, we went back and looked. Um, we we kind of looked at just our church, just our church stats and and uh, you guys are incredibly generous people. And we went back and looked at our church stats, uh, and we looked at the number of people who give over the year. And what we found was this, that really uh, on a consistent basis, on a consistent uh, basis, like, like when I say consistent, I'm talking about like, like once a month type consistency, uh, that only about less, there's really less than 30% of the church gives on a consistent basis. He say, you know, well, we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff for uh, El Salvador. Me and Pastor Adam, we're talking about that this past week. We're getting ready uh, to uh, send about 2000 to $2,500 down to El Salvador for Casa de Amor, the orphanage that we've been um, partnered with for the last probably four or five years and helping them and just helping them uh, buy things for their their additions uh, of having this new orphanage they're going to be able to house more kids with and so yes there are things that we have given to but on a regular basis you know we got to think about it. it's like are we giving on an actual consistent regular basis it's and and why if if not why you know and and sometimes we have to come up against this kind of this push of, okay, Pastor Ryan's talking about money again. Oh, man, you know. And I, I tell you, I'll be honest with you. I hate talking about money. I do. I really hate talking about money. But I have to because the Bible talks about it. And I want to talk about the things that the Bible talks about. I want to talk about the things that Jesus talked about because Jesus talked about that because Jesus understood that, you know, money is, is not a bad thing, but what we allow money to do to us can be a bad thing. Uh, it, it's not the fact that, we have money, that is the problem is the fact that money has us. It can be the problem. And, and so and so Jesus understands that. The Father understands that. And so when we open up the Word of God and it begins to talk about this, it begins to talk about generosity, it begins to talk about this idea of what we've been entrusted with and stewardship, then uh, it challenges me. And, and And that's a good thing that it challenges me. So there's a myth that we believe that when I have more, I will give more. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is where I want us to go this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and beginning in verse 6. And the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthian church, and um, they have a gift actually that they're supposed to be putting out to another group of people. And so uh, Paul is addressing this. And the point is this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has made up his mind. All right, Get that. Each one has to make a decision. It, it's, it shouldn't be just some kind of, oh, oh my God, you, you need something, you know, this spontaneous. It should be a decision that Paul, the Apostle Paul is saying, hey, listen, let's put some thought into this. Let's, let's put some, some thought into how we're going to give, not just what we're going to give and where we're going to give, but how we're going to give. And so he says, think about this. Each one must give as he has made up his mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful, a hilarious. That's where that we get the word hilarious. Uh, hilarion is the Greek word there, cheerful, hilarious giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that you have so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times Did you get that he wants you to have sufficiency all the time in all things how I many of you like the sound of that have you ever thought my god just wants me to be poor well i think we read right there that's that's not the case he wants you to be sufficient he wants your needs to be met sufficiently, so that you can be sufficiently, uh, your needs can be sufficiently met at all times, in all occasions. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work more. He wants you to abound. He wants you to be able to be more. More in what? More so we can say, wow, look at me. Look at my status. Wow, look at me. Look, Look how much I have. Wow, look at me. No, no, no. He says, I want you to be able to be abounding in every good work because God has called us to a good work. God has called us to do more of a good work. So God has called us to this idea of more, this idea of abounding, this idea of abundant. Uh, That's what Jesus told us in John. It was 10.10. It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life. And life is broad there. It encompasses uh, every bit of our life. I have come that you might have life and have it, what? More abundantly. And so this idea of more, God likes this idea of more for us, but how does He like this idea of more? And so we go on. It says, so that you may abound in every good work. Verse 9, as it is written, He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. you see that? What's he going to increase? He's going to increase your seed. He's going to increase what you have there to be able to sow. Verse 11, you will be enriched. Anybody ever want to just be rich? He says, there you go. You will be enriched. Enriched in what way, though? You will be enriched in every way for all your, what? Generosity. So what's he saying here? He says, no, you need to sow the seed first. He said, if you sow the seed, then you'll be what? Enriched. You'll be enriched in every way uh, for all your generosity, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. That's it right there, guys. It's going to overflow the generosity that we partake in, the generosity that we undertake, the generosity that we make the focus of our life. It's not so that we can get packs on the back. Oh, because we like that, right? We, we like that. It's almost like the selfie world that we live in. Hey, I'm going to give you a $20 bill. Hey, let's take a picture. Let's, let's, let's snap a picture of it, right? Let's, let's memorialize this. Let's put this out there on social media. Look how good I am. And that's not the idea. The idea, though, is at what we ended on right here. It says, why is our generosity out there so that we can be enriched in every way so that through this it produces what? Thanksgiving to God. So that somebody somewhere who is blessed, with the generosity that overflows out of you, not so that they'll just come and say, oh, Pastor Ryan, that's just awesome. Ryan, look, that's just great. Thank you so much, Ryan. No, it's so that they can look to God and say, God, thank you. God, thank you for providing my need. Thank you for sending somebody who didn't know me, somebody who didn't know my need, and he provided for my need, or they, she provided for my need. God, thank you. So this should produce thanksgiving to God. So this myth that when I have more, I'll give more, or when I have more, I'll be more generous, is that's it that's what it is. It's it is a myth. Sowing is always an investment into something you can't see yet. You get that? If I walked out to a field and I had a bunch of seed, and, and I say, you know what, I really I just really want this field to be full of corn, what have I got to do? I've got to sow the seed. I've got to invest the seed. I've got to invest first into uh, the ground. I've got to plant the seed in the ground. I've got to plant something because I have a vision of what that field can look like. I have a vision for what that can look like. See, my dad was a visionary. My dad, and I love this about my dad, and some of it irritated, I think, my, my mom about my dad, was that my dad was such a visionary about stuff. He would ride by a piece of property and he'd say, you know what, we could build a church there. Yeah, it's just, it's like, dad it's just cows <laughs> it's just a pasture you know I think I think we could build a church right there I think we could win people you know and he would think about stuff like that they'd be like oh dad come on but I think you need people like that you need people who are able to look at something and say I, I know what it looks like but I can see what it can be that's what God wants us to do and this idea that when we come, it's like, well, God, you know, if, uh, you know God, if you'll, if, if you'll do something with it, I'll jump on board with it. And God's saying, well, I want to do something with you. How about you sow into it and let's, you give me the chance to bring about the vision? So when we sow something, when sowing is always an investment into something you can't see yet, this is it. When I'm generous, not only do I have more, I become more. When I'm generous, not only do I wind up having more because that's what we find. He says, "When you sow the seed, you're going to be enriched. You're going to be enriched how? You're going to be enriched in every way, not just monetarily. You know what? You're going to be enriched in such a way where it's like, God, thank you. You know what? You're helping me change my perspective. It's not all just about me. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a problem with selfishness. Anybody? Yes, yeah, just me. I knew. I knew I was the only one in here." I, I'm the only one in here because sometimes I have a problem with selfishness. I like me a lot. I like me and my stuff, and I like to do for me. But when God allows generosity to work its way in me, and when God allows His work and His grace, and and the more He begins to work and the seed that, it, it does something to me, that it it, it just kind of inflames me. God, I want to I want to do more of that. I like the way that felt, God. I like the way that feels. See, we have to make decisions to be generous. The only people who give more when they have more are the people who gave when they had less. Think about that. The only people who give more when they have more are the people who are already giving when they have less because they made a decision. They made a decision beforehand to be generous. It didn't matter about the amount. They said, whatever I have, I'm going to do well with it because God has allowed me to have this. Whether it's great or whether it's small, God has allowed me to have this, and I'm going to do well with it. And I want to be that person. I want to be that guy. And so my parents have taught me that from a little kid. They taught me about tithing, and they've taught me about giving. And, and so the first thing that I do, and, and we, I get paid on Fridays. And so the first thing that I do on Friday morning when that check goes in, I get up. First thing I do is I sit there, and I, I pull up with that app, and I, I give because that's part of the DNA of, of what my family has, has taught me, and that's, that's part of who we are as a family. We understand that, that we're going to be givers. We have pre-decided. We have made that decision ahead of time. And we know that whether we have the little bit on it or whether God gives us a great bit on it, we're going to give out of that. See, we do this so that we can look more like Jesus. The more is not so that we can, we don't give to get. Now, there's scripture says, give so, uh, you know, that you give so that it's pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will it be given unto you? Well, the Bible talks about that, but that's not why we give. I don't give to get in that sense. It's not. In, that's, that's just part of, of, of how God has set it up. He's like, if you work in this, it's like, uh, this is part of how that law of, of my economics works that it's going to roll back over into your life some way, somehow. That's what he talks about here. He says you will be enriched in every way, not just talking about your pocketbook, not just talking about your wallet. See, I want to be more because I want to look more like Jesus. Every day that I walk, I want to look more like Jesus. And what does Jesus look like? Jesus looks like generosity. You want to know what Jesus looks like? Jesus looks like generosity. Jesus looks like giving. Jesus looks like, Amen. I heard that, uh, you know, uh, Jesus looks like him. If you look at John 3.16, John 3.16 says this. It says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. God so loved the world that he gave. He gave what? He gave the best he had. He gave the best he had. And so for me, to look like the Father and to look like Jesus, it means that I have to look like generosity. I want to be more I want to be more like Jesus. I want to become a better reflection of who Jesus is. Luke 6.32. Can you put that up there, Luke 6.32? <clears throat> Luke chapter 6, beginning verse 32, it says this. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you, right? It's easy to love somebody who's nice to you, right? Amen. <laughs> but somebody who you don't know, well, maybe we're not quite as nice, or maybe we're not quite as kind. It goes on, he says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Next verse. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is it to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies he just kind of dropped it down on them right there cuz they didn't expect to get anything good from their enemies love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is the kind to he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil so you think about this you think about what god has has called us to be not just, hey, you're good to me some. You scratch my back, I'm going to scratch yours. We are engaging in something this month, and today I want you to uh, look around. You should have uh, something right close to you, a little brochure. Right, can can you guys give me one of those right here? Can you hand me that one? Yeah. You should have um, one of these little sheets here, two sheets, and so, actually, one, one sheet that's right in the uh, the seat with you, and it just says "kindness in progress." What is this? Kindness in progress is kind of our our push over this month because it is. We want you to look at ideas to do for somebody else. You say, "Well." You know, well, I, you know I, maybe I can do something for my mom. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. You know, but I really want you to think about it. We don't want you to just kind of haphazardly do this. We really want you to think about it. And and I've been praying about it. Even in our family, we've been talking about this. Spend some time talking about it. who who needs to be blessed. Who is it, God, that you're calling me to be gracious to? Remember, we talked about that last week. We are called to be more, and we're called to be more gracious. We're called to be more generous, and so we really want you to take the time and say, who is it that, God, you're showing me? Who are you putting on my radar? And there are just some ideas on this this little sheet of paper that can give you ideas and just begin to think. Maybe it's, maybe there's something that's not on this sheet. This is not an exhaustive list, but what this is, it just should get you thinking, and um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear when you engage in your family. It's not just you, we want your family to do. Guys, if you have kids, we want you to include your kids in this. That we teach our kids this is what generosity looks like, this is what it looks like to reflect. Jesus, and so we want to hear from you, and so, so whatever you do, we just tell us your story, and you don't even have to uh, tell us how much you did or or, or, or exactly who you are. Um, there's there's a couple ways you can go to this website, you can just scan that little QR code right there, and you can tell us your story. But what we want to be able to do is testify of what God's goodness does, of what kindness. Does kindness is powerful, and we want to release that into our community. Generosity is powerful, and we want to release that into our community, not so that we can get pats on the back and so that 's why we say, you know you don 't even have to include your name in this, but we do want to know there's a story of of somebody touching somebody else 's life and it encouraging them and it blessing them and so we want to know that so so that 's what that is you say well i don't know what that QR code thing is on the back is blank all right so you can write your story out if you don 't do the technology, just write your story out. Have to be very long, you just say, Hey, this is what we did, and so we want you to take that with you today. I want you to take that with you today because what we're engaged in, and, and this, this campaign is just called Kindness in Progress. Kindness in Progress, and it is a chance for us to be more in our community. We believe that kindness in progress is progress. We believe that we engage, when we engage in kindness, when we become more the people that God intends for us to be, that's progress. We believe that that's the good that, that God wants to see happening. And this isn't just about random acts of kindness, okay? This isn't just random acts of kindness. This is different than random acts of kindness. This is intentional acts of grace by Jesus followers. This is This is intentional because we're praying about it, we're thinking about it. See, what what random acts of kindness is, that's just being nice, and nice is fickle, and it's based on a feeling. Well, if I feel nice today, I'm going to do it, but what generosity is, generosity is what you've already pre-decided. It's not based on your feelings generosity is, is based on a decision that we made whether I feel nice today or not uh, I want to be a reflection of Jesus I'm going to be the kind of person that that this world needs that God has set me here and so we are making a pre-decision so that's why we're asking you to take this and pray about it and say God who, where do you want me to so who do you want me to bless and 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 as a as a as a staff we've already started this and it's awesome. It's 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 so much fun. And now now this is actually part of our DNA already. I mean, this is not it's not like we just started giving this week. This is part of our church. If you go to our website, you go to a missions tab, and we've got uh, just about every project that we have supported uh, since 2010. Every project that that this church has has been a part of, we have just listed that so that you know this is what we're doing. This is part of our DNA. This is part of who we are New Life for the last 10 years. And so what we're just saying is this. Hey, it's not something brand new. It's just something that we can do more of because God's made us for more. God has made us for more. God has made you for more. And God has made us for more and blessed us for more and enriched us for more so that we can be more in our community and more in our neighborhoods and more to the people that we have influence with. I'm going to ask the band if they'll come. There's a story of a cowboy who went to go see an uh, insurance agent. And the insurance agent, uh, he, he needed to get some some life insurance. And the insurance agent was just kind of running down, just asking some questions to this cowboy. And uh, just asking, the cowboy said, have you ever had any accidents well no, I don't I don't think I've ever had any accidents. I, that's, I I think I'm, you know, things things are pretty good. I've never had any accidents. He said, but I have been bit by a rattlesnake. And I have been kicked by a horse. And and the insurance agent literally said, Well, I thought you said you hadn't involved in any accidents. He said, Oh no, those weren't accidents. That rattlesnake intended to bite me, and that horse intended to kick me. They did it on purpose. See, this is not something is accidental for us. This is something that we're doing on purpose for a purpose because God has called us into our community. And so I want you to stand with me this morning. We're going to close out. And these cards here, these, this, this is the other, other part of it. This is a card that you can take with you. And there's some up here on the edge of the stage. There's some in the foyer. You can take. You can take one. You can take two. You can take ten. I don't know how generous you plan on being. But what is this card? This card is a card that where we would like for you to give away. You don't have to. If 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 you pray about it, and God's saying, I don't 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 give the card. it's fine. Don't give the card." But what is this card about? This card. It doesn't. It doesn't have our church name on it in any way. All it says is kindness in progress. And all it has on the back of it, it just says, uh, it just has a little QR code. And, and so if somebody wants to know more, somebody wants to know more, they can scan that code. What it does is it takes them to a, a splash page where it just asks them, do you want to know more about New Life Church? Do you want to know more about Jesus? Do you need prayer? And so they may say, you know what? I, I don't know who this person was that did this did this thing for me i don't know who this person was that this act of kindness and and maybe you know what somebody's needing prayer maybe it's somebody that that just needs that connection and they 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 need to know who jesus is and that act that you engage in is just part of the process that leads them to finding jesus you know what praise god that's what i want that's what we're about new life church exists to lead people into a growing relationship with jesus christ and engage them in the life and mission of the church that's why we exist that's it there's no, nothing else to that that's the whole thing so we're all about jesus and we're all about people knowing jesus and we're all about the church reflecting jesus and being more so i want us to do this let's sing this song can we